going on, man? What's going on, man? You get your your truck booked. I apologize, guys. We're about eight minutes late. He had to book a two dollar a mile Los Angeles load. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, how's your day, man? What's up? Not bad, not bad, man. Holiday week. I'm looking forward to uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited uh, excited for the show. Um, I I will put. I think we need to put a new uh, disclaimer though. That uh, your your opinions aren't the view of the show. Neither are mine. After <laughs> today's, uh, today's interesting, uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to after today make a new disclaimer where our opinions don't necessarily reflect each other's. And stuff. Yeah, exactly. Anything Alex says might not be my opinion. Anything I say might not be Alex's opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think we missed that part when when we ended up uh, making it, but. Uh... I think we'll get it redone. But anyways, let's bring Reed on. Let's get right into it. Man. Yeah, let's uh let's get going. What's going on, bro? What's up, guys? How are we doing? How's it going? Yeah, Happy uh almost Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. It's uh it's a good week. I feel like I feel the energy in the air. I'm excited. Uh, about to have some good food. Just went to Costco, so I'm dialed. Nice, <laughs> nice. Costco. Costco was uh I think the number one facility I shipped, my biggest customer shipped into Costco. They had Kirkland products. So I, I, Costco is like the easiest place to deliver to, way better than Walmart. Oh, I, always loved, Walmart. I always loved working with Costco. I lo- I'm, a, I'm, a proud, uh, I'm a proud member as well. I love Costco. Nothing bad to say. Good stuff. Well, I know most most shows will start with kind of your history, but I'm just kind of curious, um, what was your background before you got into Echo and Freight? You know, How were you in uh, – were you a big – a marketer you obviously you got a great personality so i mean we're in college were you uh just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself maybe in your teenage college years you know how you know reed kind of developed sure um how do i start um i was a decent student in high school uh did well enough to to um graduate obviously didn't really have to try super hard then got to, uh, I was involved in like student council and stuff like that. So I, I, I liked events and stuff, but I was never really like um, that. Public's not the right word, but anyway, um, I, I, I was, I've always been somewhat outgoing, like in the right settings. Um, uh, so that started then uh, in college. I went to school at uh, Marquette University, which is in Wisconsin, um, in Milwaukee, and I'm from Arizona. Um, and it was like one of the first times I'd ever seen snow. So that was an interesting change. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I moved to Wisconsin when I was 18 and I, I, uh, I had no idea what the heck I wanted to do. Um, and I was very like kind of cynical. I was like a very cynical, like teenager and which I'm still recovering from, to be honest. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, kind of a annoying know-it-all, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old, um, did horribly in school because I couldn't just, like, not study and do well like I could in high school. Like, it didn't work for me in college. For some people, they can still do that, but I couldn't. Um, and so I started, I got I got horrible grades for, like, two years. Uh, and then I finally kind of just, like, I had to take a semester off because I've had four, I've had a bunch of shoulder surgeries and I needed another one. And... Um, I, uh, so I took a semester off and then I came back and I was like, damn, I got to graduate. So I chose philosophy as a major because I had the most credits in that. And I uh, wanted to graduate in four years. 
solid um, reasoning to choose philosophy. Yeah, the exactly, exactly. You have the most credit senior role in that. Like. Dude, I literally just wanted to graduate. And I because I didn't know what I wanted to do, I was like, damn, like maybe I should like, you know, go to go to law school or something like that. So I'm cooked up some kind of, am I allowed to curse on this show, by the way? Is yeah, that's fine. Some right, people cool. on LinkedIn uh, might get uh, get upset, but it's all right. We don't we don't care. This is definitely not a family friendly show from from the <laughs> core right. of it. All so right. all right, that's chill. Well, I, I'll try not to offend the virgin ears on LinkedIn too much. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So I graduated. I, I was in. What did I do in college? I was. Uh, I first of all, I do. I didn't think about freight at all. I had not thought about freight until until I literally started working at Echo. Um, I'd always liked maps though. I loved maps and I had maps I like that I hung in frames. And so I, I love maps. Bro, uh, you want to hear a funny side note about maps? Like I'm Canadian yeah. and my mom's American and I didn't know the map of America until I started like in logistics. Like I could not yeah. have told you where anything was besides maybe Florida and New York. Like, Bro, I don't think that's, I don't think that that's that uh, strange either. I don't think most people are very good at maps just in general. Yeah, like me and my buddy joke around that we could be geography teachers at this point. Like we know every city even down to yeah. like the little cities. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, that's one, con that's one good consequence of the job. Uh, if there is, if there's, there's probably some other ones, but that's one that comes to mind for me. But anyway, oh, yeah. uh, if, if logistics flops, bro, I'm going straight to geography teacher, bro. Done. Bro. Yeah, there you go. Were you, a, uh, were you a pretty funny guy in college then? I mean, obviously, you know, your memes are some of the, the best in the industry. Was uh, that I mean, I, I I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't, I, I'll, I'll downplay my, my, my humor. I, whatever about that. But um, <laughs> we'll get to that. I, I, was I funny? I, I guess. I don't fucking know, dude. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I guess you were like a class I, clown type of guy in like, uh, in high school. I was never like, I was never. I mean, dude, the, the thing about my humor and my sense of humor is that it, it can be kind of not self, it's kind of self-deprecating sometimes, but also just like way really sarcastic. And I think that's not always good, though. Like I was very cynical in college and stuff and I was doing stuff like I was in my I mean, I was in a fraternity. I was a president like I've done like I've always been doing events and like just like social shit whatever and in those settings you know you it selects for a certain type of person to put it nicely and i guess you know sometimes i'm just kind of like that guy which is a risk you take when you do the shit that i do sometimes you know and it is what it is um i try not to be that guy but sometimes i am and and that, that's okay that's fine it's part of the game uh but anyway yeah yeah i i i um I was sarcastic and that was my humor and and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and that's kind of like don't me, cut you off heavily for something that's not important how did you hurt your shoulder that's all i'm thinking about right now it's like irrelevant yeah dude dude no no um no it's honestly not irrelevant because it's been a big thing that's shaped my life I, yeah i uh i i heard it uh my right shoulder in the seventh grade um and it, in pe and literally playing ultimate frisbee <laughs> and I'm not even fucking around, dude. Like, and that was a, that was like a, I, I kind of fell on my arm, like jerked, like my shoulders just felt weird. But anyway, my start, my arm started coming out of its socket. Like I'd throw a ball and my arm would just like literally go out. Like I had to go to the fucking hospital. Dude, it was horrible, bro. It was honestly like, it sucked. Like it sucks so much. And it still happens to me. My left one screwed up. Like literally at F3, two weeks ago, I woke up, my arm was out of socket. I had to put it back in. 
Um, but anyway, I ended up having four shoulder surgeries and, and the final one was like this, uh, kind of more extreme where they like opened it up and like moved some bone around and stuff. Is this all and, ultimate and Frisbee related? Like, No. Well, I mean, that, that's just what I was playing in the eighth grade or the seventh grade when it started, but no, no. I mean, I tried to play, like I tried to play football and, uh, that kept my shoulder kept me out of that. Um, I couldn't play basketball anymore. Like I had to throw the shot put left-handed in high school. No. Uh, like I, I just, I play racket sports left-handed. Like I've had to, it's kind of changed everything about what I do. Like not the only thing I can do is like fucking play golf and I love golf, <laughs> but like it's all I can really do. Yeah. I love sucks. golf, but I'm so bad at golf, bro. but I love it. Like my grandpa told me like, as long as you make one shot in the day that carries the whole day. Yeah. Like, yeah that's, that's a fact. It doesn't matter how good you are. That's true. <laughs> So how long has Lost Freight now been uh, been up? Because I know you started after you um, you know, left the you worked as a carrier rep for a number of years in logistics company. How long has Lost Freight officially you know kind of been been going now for? I started in June of 2022, so whatever that's been, whatever, 18 months, close. Um, I mean, I guess like the, the better question that I had lined up like before we got onto Lost Freight was like what what's your industry experience like like you know as like were you a broker like what did you do before all of this like, yeah so i got a job out of, at echo out of college um just because my buddy was working there he had graduated a year before me he's like hey you need a job i'd moved to boston um because my now wife had moved there and she was like hey i'm i'm here and i'm like okay so i went <laughs> out there and uh and i needed a gig so i got a gig at echo and i was a carrier up and i did that for about four and a half five four and change almost five years and um, so you're like the guys that, that like respond to g chats and like just carry your sales like. yeah exactly carry sales that's exactly yeah. it they, they have some like new good sounding title attached to it but it's yeah i don't know just, those are my favorite people that's the guys i deal with every single day yeah exactly exactly yeah so that i was one of those guys and i had a bunch of good friends that are carriers that i still talk to many of whom are customers still for me so um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was just moving for, I was just calling booking trucks, booking loads, tracking, tracing, pulling my fucking hair out, you know, like all the, <laughs> so spend what happens after you spend like four or five years at echo care, your sales are up. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. And then the grass is always greener when you're in those sorts of roles, you know, you're always just like, fuck, I could be doing something better. Uh, <laughs> like this sucks. You know, um, I mean, I guess people so could view it as pretty entry level. I mean, I'm not a broker. I have no idea, but. Well, dude, it's it, so that's definitely how uh, people might see it. But like, you can make really good fucking money doing that, dude. Like, oh, you can make $100,000 as a carrier. Oh, dude, I was making I was making good money as a 25 year old. Like I was I loved it. Like, I love the money. But like there and there are guys who have been doing it for, you know, 10, 15 years at some of these companies who make a really good money. So um, it's uh, but it's not for everybody. That's for sure. Like it is not for everyone. And I and I was done. I was basically done with it when I was whatever, 27 or something like that. And I went to, I moved to Trimble because the guy who had hired me at Echo was a friend of mine. He was like, hey, you want to come work at Trimble? I don't know if you guys are familiar with Trimble. Dude, um, I don't want to bash Trimble at all, but they have a TMS, <laughs> they have a TMS that I use yeah. that made me quit a job recently. Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, I've never heard of Trimble, I, so I'm in the I won't, I won't speak ill of my former employer, but no, no, I'm not even speaking very, bad about I, them now, but like it was, no, it was brutal. Dude, I've heard that, if I had a dollar for every time I heard what you just said, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't start any companies, bro. Like, I'd be chilling. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I worked there for about a year and a month and then I got laid off 
And that but what, was, what did uh, you do there? Because I don't know much about that company. I just know they had a TMS that I used. That's literally yeah. No, so Trimble, Trimble, Trimble has they've basically acquired like a long list of TMSs. Uh, many of many of which are like legacy. They've been around for like twenty years, thirty years. Yeah, like it looks like uh, Windows nineteen ninety. Yeah, a, 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 yeah. I mean, they they do a lot of on prem stuff. If you're familiar with the TMS world, like like actual servers, like on the property of the carrier, like running locally, the, like all the software they use, all the databases they have. Um, and so Trimble Trimble makes a bunch of carrier TMSs, and they acquired a, a, a shipper TMS called Cubix, and that's who I technically work for after the acquisition and they were trying to kind of stitch the two together into this like kind of marketplace type system um and i was there for a year and a month and i was basically trying to bring carriers on to participate in this little system um that's that basically what my job so i was still working with carriers like all day um so so yeah so yeah, i did that for a year and a month. you probably had like your kind of per, per preferred people because I have carrier sales reps I can't work with due to my new company's not working with them or this or that but I stay in like good touch with those guys so I'm sure you had some carriers you can just like kind of oh yeah, bring on. oh yeah for sure yeah um and that's always been that's always kind of been the case like I I kind of just like working with there's just people you like working with you know and you just They'll follow you. and you're honestly good friends. I mean, you come become pretty close to some of these people. Yeah, that's the thing. Work. Like you, you do a lot of afraid with people, but like at the end of the day, you play games and like it, it goes like beyond work pretty quickly because you spend so much time together. Like my old boss yeah. used to tell me, like you spend more time with the people you work with than you do your loved ones usually. Like it's yeah. kind of wild. Yep, yep. yep. No, it's, that's a fact for sure. That's a fact. So when you left uh, uh, Tremble, that's when Lost Freight Lost Freight started, right? June of 2022. Uh, kind of. Um, I got I got laid off. I think in March, and um, I it was kind of like uh, one of those moments where, in hindsight, I looked back and I and I was like, "Damn, that was a pretty like pivotal moment," because I probably my wife was my wife was pregnant. We had just moved uh, across the country back to Arizona from Boston, and I was like, you know, maybe I should go get a job. That'd probably be the sensible thing to do. <laughs> um, but, but, but for whatever reason, I just, I, uh, bro, for whatever reason, I'm like the amount of times you've moved, bro. Like you remind me of like, you're like a truck driver, bro. You're just going like state to state, bro. <laughs> I, sometimes it feels that way, man. Um, uh, uh, sorry, I got distracted. Um. I, I mean, you went back to Arizona, bro. Then what? Like, you needed a job, but you, like I needed. Well, so so here's what happened. I I have a buddy um, who run, works uh, runs a sales operation for an agency of Armstrong Transport, and he's like a good friend of mine. And um, he was like, "Hey, do you want to come do just like you know 1099 broker sales, like cradle or grave sales, as like an agent?" I was like, "Sure, yeah." And so I and I had met some shippers um over the years and so i called a couple people and i was like hey like i just got fired you want to give me freight and it basically was my sales pitch <laughs> and i i got a, i had a couple you know a couple of customers and and they gave me a decent amount like a modest amount of freight and i would move it myself and i did that i went out to visit my buddy and uh to like get oriented with the system when i got when i kind of when i signed on with him and so I was in the office with him and he, and I had been teaching myself how to code for like two years. And so I, uh, 
he was like, Hey, I know you're not like know how to code decent enough. Like you think you can build this little, like kind of simple tracking portal for me. And I was like, uh, yeah, uh, I could probably do that. And so I did it. And I, that's how Lost Raid started. That was in June. Uh, it was initially supposed to be that, uh, this like tracking product, um, that honestly I built myself and started the company and was like fired up and turns out I was just way over my skis. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and my, my now partner, Jake, uh, rescued, essentially rescued me. And like, he's, he's an engineer, like a legitimate software engineer. And he, and he fixed, uh, he fixed my, my stuff. And basically was like, Hey, what are you doing? I had met him on Twitter six months, probably no, probably like 10 months prior to that. Um, and anyway, I just kind of asked him if he wanted to be my partner. And then we, um kind of switch position switch pivoted if you will to use some uh some nice business language uh into like the new kind of direction with what we're doing now uh related to capacity and stuff like that so that's kind of the the forty thousand foot view any does that make sense <laughs> yeah no for sure and how what are you guys up to um you know now um user wise would you say most of the users have came you know in the last you know six months um you know from Bro, most of the users have come in the last month honestly like it's it was very it's we launched it in january of 2020 like this year january of this year so almost you know 10 months ago and bro it is hard it's really hard to to build software and to get users it's really hard and we haven't raised we didn't we have we haven't raised any money and we didn't spend any money on marketing and it was basically just me kind of shit posting and uh calling my old friends really like uh, hey, you know, I built this, like I had carriers that I worked with who would send me a truck list, like, and I would remember that as a carrier rep. And then I would, I called them up and I was like, Hey, like, I just built this tool. Uh, I know you send this truck list out, like you should try this out. And so, and they were, yeah, I mean, they're a customer of mine now. So, um, that's kind of how I did the sales early so on. But dude, we did like like just so i understand what does it do like because from what i like kind of see through linkedin is just kind of a newsletter kind of um yeah i mean where would it go it kind of like it's like a way for, for to promote themselves no like something like that. well essentially no yeah yeah no and i honestly dude you're not you are not the only person to ask me what the hell it does i i ask myself that every fucking day like i'm like yeah. what are we doing like why you could you really just are constantly like trying to express like an idea for something you made it's really hard sometimes so I, I don't blame people for not having any fucking clue what it is um because i also like say a bunch of other things so people are definitely confused by what i do by what the software does by what anything is and that's honestly i'm okay yeah, with I that mean, like that was for me the the big thing when matt said you were willing to come on the podcast because i mean i've seen you around so like you're everywhere bro everywhere i look i see your face on linkedin you know I mean, you're just, you've popped up, like, literally, I cannot go on LinkedIn without seeing something about hats. <laughs> that must be, that must, I'm thing. sorry, man. I'm really sorry. Or, or like, wagons, you know? So I thought, I was like, yo, like, I would love to actually talk to this guy and see, like, yo, what is this guy actually doing? Like, Bro, that's funny. That's funny <laughs> as fuck. Uh, uh, dude, that's funny. That's honestly, you're, you're not the first person to say that to me. So don't, 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 don't worry. Um, I, uh what I don't, I don't even know dude like i mean like from what i understand lost freight like from what i've seen personally like basically like correct me if i'm wrong you guys are basically just pushing out like carriers like that's kind of the main thing so about so it. 
so I guess I'll give you the. Uh, I'm not going to give you the spiel I normally give people. I guess I'll just tell <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I don't about need the, the sales talk. So, so here's how I think about it. Because, like I said, I mean, I was a carrier rep, right? And so I was always looking for carriers or looking yeah. for freight for my carriers, right? And every day I'd get in the office and I'd hit my carriers up. I'd be like, "Where the fuck are your trucks?" You know, and I'd literally say that on GChat or over email, or I call them because some of them don't do any of that. And I just be like the whole morning, the first thing you do when you get in the office is you call your carriers, you figure out what they, what they, what they need. And then you go look for freight. That's what you do. And that's your whole, that's literally your whole job is just literally figuring out how to gather this basic set of information about a carrier, where their trucks are, what lanes they run, how to get in touch with them, what kind of equipment they have. Like you're constantly building this profile, so to speak of a carrier and the carriers that made it slightly easier for you to do that job, for me to do that job, were the ones I wanted to work with and the ones yeah. I spent the most time looking for freight for, right? Yeah. Like, it's very, very, it's very simple. Like, no, like, it's literally the easiest job, like, when it comes down to, like, making it simple. Like, between me and my carrier sales reps that I love, like, bro, I'll just tell them, hey, like, this is where my truck is, maybe. But, like, I, so this is what I imagine happens to a carrier sales rep. Their computer is on and Gchat never stops from millions of different carriers. Because I don't know how many carriers yeah. like my guy's servicing or my girl's servicing. So like you yeah. always think like you need in this market speed, speed. Like, hey, where are you? Please answer this this reference number. But I just picture a carrier sales rep sitting down and their Gchat just never stopping it. Like that's or a phone or whatever. Bro, it, it does not. It doesn't stop. But honestly, though, honestly, though, that's. That's good. If your G chat is full, yeah. like that means that means carriers are, are are you have people who are wanting to work versus like your like your guy who you might work with who doesn't and like never answers the phone. He's impossible to get a hold of. Like he doesn't answer his text. Like you have to call him to ask him where his trucks are because he's doing other things, not because he's like bad. It's just, he's probably doing other shit. You know, yeah. um, and so yeah, some like every like time that. the carrier sales rep doesn't answer me, man, like within like the first 20 seconds and you see a nice load, you just start like sweating and panicking. You're like, oh, please, please respond to my G shot. Like, what does it work for? Because yeah. you guys are talking a foreign language to me. So I, I was a cradle to grave, <laughs> cradle to grave reps. I don't know anything. And agents I mean, dude, a carrier, a carrier rep. All they do is literally look at a list of shipments. And go find trucks for them. That's it. Yeah. And there's like, rules around there's that. rules around what carrier they can work with, depending on like compliance, but also depending on like internal relationship rules, right? So if if me and Alex are, if I'm a carrier rep and Alex is my carrier, I and I, we book a certain amount of loads, like he's my carrier, like nobody yeah. else can book it. Yeah, but I hate that. Oh, no, I no, actually no. hate that system. Like, listen to this. So if you want, like, let's say you have a great carrier sales rep. Let, let's pick Arrive. Like, who cares? There's some random company, you know? Like, you have a great carrier sales rep. You want to work with them. You guys are booking loads. That company, those big three PLs will come in and just swap your rep on you. And you yeah. as the carrier will be like, okay, we didn't book enough freight, but like, can I please have who I want to work with back? And they'll be like, no, sorry, it's out of our hands. Like, I've had yeah, to talk yeah. to managers upper manager like just to get the person i want to work with back on my account yeah, it doesn't it's, make sense. It's, ass fucking, it's ass backwards man it makes no it makes fucking no sense. sense like why because, but it's, it's very you, political internally that's the reason why it's just super political and uh by that i mean you know sometimes there's gray areas in the rules and like it's it's on the face it's absurd that you as a carrier would not be allowed to work with the person you want to work with. It that makes, makes no yeah, it makes like, no sense. 
Especially just, when they give you a rep that's worse and like slower and like, bro, it's like I'm not booking loads with the new guy. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, carry like, here's the thing like, um, brokers on the whole, like, do it's, it's their systems are so just not rich with data about carriers that's actually useful, right? Like, these guys, like a carrier profile at Echo. So imagine every single big broker that you've ever worked with has a profile on you, right? That you're set up with them. You've done some compliance stuff. Like you're active in the system, right? They have all these fields that are probably empty because they were all empty when I worked. Like in every TMS I've ever looked at, what lanes do you run? Like what kind of equipment do you have? How do I get in touch with them? Like what's a good email? Like what's who's the point of contact? Like all these very basic things that you would want to know about a carrier in a lot of these systems are just like either poorly classified or full of crap data or whatever. Yeah. But and, like and that's also the carrier's fault because so many times they've sent me surveys or information yeah, yeah. and I don't fill out. Like of I, course, out of course, or you do the setup packet or you, or you do the setup packet and you just half ass it, right? There's probably oh, yeah. a lot of what lanes yeah. do I run? I just put Illinois to, to Georgia yeah. every single yeah. time, spam yeah, that yeah, until yeah. it lets me go next. So that's well, dude, I mean, it's, it, it is both parties are culpable in a yeah, sense, yeah. but, but there's a reason why you don't do it. It's because every single motherfucker who sets you up asks you the same damn the question, same right? Stupid shit All of them. And none of them are going to share it with each other. You know what I mean? Like CH Robinson's never going to be like, Hey, Echo, do you want the entire rap sheet we have on Alex and his company? They're not going to do that because it's their competitive advantage because there is a certain portion of carrier data that is really, really useful. Late, like lane history is how I would find new carriers when I was at Echo. Like, I'm like, okay, hey, I see we have a ton of Texas to California loads over the next couple of months. Like, I'm going to go find carriers who run Texas to California. Like, the only way you can really do it is by just looking, like, throwing the, the calendar back a year and say, show me the carriers from the last year who have run Texas to California. And then you would just sort by quantity and just call, start from the bottom and call the carriers that have run the lane the most. And you, that was like the, the best you could do to kind of nail down who might be like a relevant person to offer this rate to, you know what I mean? Um, and so, so brokers don't share that data. Like, why would they? Why? It, it makes no sense. So Matt, you basically, you never did like this job. You were just doing the cradle to grade. Oh, see, this is where it's different for me. Like for me, I, I was booking my own trucks doing carrier setups, but like I, my most I booked in a month was 150 loads. That was just me. So I'm dealing with the customer, the carrier, Whoa. building a load in the system, everything. So like, that's why I asked Reed yesterday and he, he can uh, touch on this too. They have a live board. If I was desperate for a truck, like I had to scramble and look live on DAT or I was calling up, Hey, I know this carrier is a good friend of mine. Let me call them up. They can run this lane. I didn't have time to do a lot of that stuff that you'd have as a carrier sales rep. Yeah, but I think for sure. that's the same for a lot of agents, like, you know, that are in agent programs or W2 cradle to grave. Cause, and it kind of yeah. sucks because you got to form relationships with carriers quickly and just call them. Um, you know, but you don't have time to do a lot of things that, you know, you guys get to do on, on your How side. How many loads does a carrier sales rep typically like, uh, like a decent one, like sell in a month? In a month? I mean, I think, like just a random, like a typical average. I mean, probably like, 
I mean, I was doing, I mean, how many days? There's probably 20 something work days. Yeah, I mean, I was doing like 20, I was doing between probably around 20 loads a day. Oh, it's like loads four or 500 day. is like an average type. That's, of type no, of that's load. not, I wouldn't say that's average. I would say that's good. That's um, good. Yeah. At least when I did it, at least when I did it, that was, that was like decent. Like it was decent. Um, that's insane. Cause I was like, I created a grave rep, but like at 150 loads. I was like yeah. losing my mind between dealing yeah, with yeah, like, yeah. The customers, the problems, and there's like zero time for sales calls at that point. Like, well, that's that's probably. I mean, that's one of the the theories behind operating under the split model, right? I mean, you, you know, it, as an individual, like I did cradle grave. I mean, I only did it for like eight months, but I did it, and I, it was the same thing. It's like night and day experience comparing the two because like all my freight was spot. So like, even if I wanted to work with the same guys over and over again, it was basically impossible to time, to time that, align that up. Cause I'd be, I'd get a shipment for tomorrow and I'd call up Alex and I'd be like, Hey, do you have a truck? He's like, no, I don't, I don't have a truck anywhere close. It's like, <laughs> like, can you give me some lead time? It's like, well, no, I can't. Cause my shipper doesn't give me any lead time. So what am I supposed to do? Give me one second. I'll be right back. Yeah. All no, right. that's what I was thinking. Cause most of my, a lot of my freight was same day or I was yeah, it's the day before, so it's it's honestly it's honestly just a different game, you know. It's just different, and that is what it is. It's fine. Um, you have the live, you have the live, um, you know, kind of similar to DAT and truck stuff. They send out truck lists, but if you're like a cradle to grave rep like myself or somebody who's in yeah. a real rush, they can go on the Lost Freight website and see a live truck list as well, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, so it's yeah, correct. They can. Um, it's it's still difficult to use like for if when I built Lost Freight, I was wearing my carrier rep hat. Like I I of course have my little bit of experience doing cradle grave stuff, but like I was primarily wearing that that sort of hat. Um so like right now, if you're a cradle to grave broker, it's like, could you um could you use it? Will it be useful? Maybe if somebody happens to have a truck in the right place, but we don't have very robust search tools yet. We don't honestly even like, we're not going to be able to compete with DAT in terms of quantity of capacity. Of course not, like not even close. And we won't be there for a long time, but that's not the point. That's not what we're trying to do. Like that's not, we're not trying to be a load board. Um, so it's just a different thing. So we don't have search features, um, but we will, of course we will. When there's more carry, like, cause if we'd built search out the gate, and there's no carriers or capacity to search through. Like, why the why the hell have search? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no, you had to go get carriers first. So, well, um, it's it's definitely more so for kind of the. I mean, not to say that there isn't a use case for uh, for a cradle to grave rep. Like, sign up to receive truck lists from us and just keep a mental note of what carriers do. And if you ever see an opportunity, you never know. You might be able to be like, oh, okay, like I, that guy might work for this. Like, I know I get his because he's reminding me every single fucking day what he does. Like I might, I might think of them. That's it. Yeah, no, for sure. We had a question, Alex. I don't know how to put this in the chat, but we got a question out there. You got to say the second part. He said, please advise at the end. Yeah. This is like the, the, the funny part of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Our, our, well, what's the question? Are carry ups comp similar to brokers? I, what, I, if by broker, he means cradle to grave. I mean, it depends. Like if you're like a 1099, like you make a large percentage of the gross profit on a load and you're likely not even paid a salary. So it's just different. It's just different. Um, most carrier yeah, reps are really W2. Like, I don't like where people kind of look down on carrier reps because, I mean, I've seen it a lot as a carrier between brokers where it's like, oh, if you're yeah. a carrier rep, you're kind of like you're not a salesman. You're not doing much. Like 
Yeah, Carrier yeah, yeah. sales reps are like that's the people I work with every single. That's the like, that's the representation of that brokerage to the carrier. Like yeah, that's the well, carrier's most important connection to a brokerage. For sure, it's it is a serious a good relationship with a good carrier rep is a is an asset. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's worth it's worth money to your company for sure. Like I had I had carriers that that would. Like they would take me out to dinner and shit, and we'd like go have fun, like because yeah, they, they appreciated what, what I did for them. Yeah, like of yeah. course. Man. Like, yeah, I mean they're the ones oh. getting you money. They're the ones that can beat out other people. They can get you fifty hundred extra bucks sometimes if they're great. You know. Yeah. I mean yeah. those people are making you money. So I mean not for to sure. say that a cradle to grave rep is pointless. Obviously we work with them, and like Matt's told me many many times, it's great to work with them because they're the ones that are like you know that's their load start to finish. You know, they have a little bit of an upper hand. There's no, like, broken telephone between two people about, about yeah, details. Yeah. So, I mean, they both have their advantages. Let's put it that way. Carrier sales reps do. I, I think that's a misconception. There's carrier sales reps that make a lot of money, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think oh, dude, some misconception sure. that, like, oh, it's carrier sales, so it's not really sales, and they don't, they yeah. don't make any, any money. But that's not the case. There's some carrier sales reps that make a lot more money than a but lot also, of But also, that's not entirely correct either, because the, like, depending on how sophisticated you get, like, you might be able to, as a carrier rep, like, work out deals with like private fleets and like call up Pepsi and be like, Hey, you guys have like hundreds of trucks running these lanes empty. Like, how can we work that out? So there is like a, an opportunity to get involved in some more like sophisticated operations and not just be like booking spot freight all day. It's just, there's different ways to play the game. So, I mean, it is a naive thing to say that they're not like, it's not sales. I don't think that's entirely true. Although some people do say that for sure. But honestly, at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? Like, if you, people are just try, like, seriously, who cares? Like, it's it's a different skill set. And honestly, like, it's easier to start making money quickly, in my opinion, as a carrier sales rep versus a sales rep. And I, this is, I'm talking on my ass right now. But like, this is my opinion. Um, I think it's a quicker to get higher, but the ceiling is lower as a carrier. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, way no, it's way less scalable too. Someone with no brokerage experience, like I would say the same thing because you're moving so much more volume. And I mean, the, the carriers, especially currently in this market, like the carriers are kind of coming to you and they're just sending you a reference number or they have their, like your load board. They already yeah. know everything about the load. They literally just say, hey, can you do 200 more? Hey, can this deliver a day early? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. you're moving volume like that, you know, yeah. so... I mean, yeah, it's that is a good way to learn. To do that. I've heard, but I've also heard like good, like uh, <laughs> customer sales or like client sales or broker, whatever term you want, like for that sales guys who go and sell the customers. Um, I've also heard those guys say the ones that I work with who are good say like every, every customer rep should have carrier sales experience because it's just like, if you don't know how to like actually handle like a load and like troubleshoot and like problem solve and shit like that, and you've never done it, it's hard to go and sell to customers because you don't know like how shit actually works you know what i mean so <laughs> so well, also for detention too i mean for detention and like approving that i mean i hear stories all the time of like sales reps who are like oh they don't understand what it's like to be woken up at three in the morning or have a carrier yelling at them like they, they don't have that empathy maybe level they've never yeah. actually booked a yeah. load yeah. I think problem solving comes down to it where it's like if you've never had a carrier get stuck at a delivery on a Friday or something like oh, that, where it's gonna like you know, 
if you never had a carrier like really putting pressure on you, I think you kind of don't understand. Dude, and that's I mean, dude, I used to get I used to get so fucking stressed about that shit. Like I I let it get to me so bad. Like for for and and I never really got any better about it. Like I was always stressed when when situations like that were going on. Oh, it was I I like feel it now. Like I can still feel it. But I mean, like when that happens, like um you have to go talk to the guy that like got the load, like the 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 sales guy, I guess. However, you guys customer sales, however you call yeah. it. So it's not like up to you. That's the thing I told my reps. Like I'm really mad, but I'm not mad like at you because it's not like your fault. But like I mean, it doesn't stop people from getting mad at like. You know, Dude, the well, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of messenger shooting. Yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. The, in the in the whole in the whole job in general, right? In the whole industry, really. You're always getting blamed for shit you can't control. And and that's just what makes it so stressful in general because it's like there's nothing you can fucking do about it, but you're still getting yelled at. I mean, you know? I think brokers, like, for the most part, in a pretty generalized term, like, as a dispatcher, I have to deal with the broker yelling at me and then, the like, the drivers don't really yell at the brokers so have like, unless yeah. it's some unorganized or small, you know, where it's, like, one guy dispatching himself. But, bro, the drivers are unhinged. They will say the most wild shit to you. Well, like I mean, but in, in some ways that. it makes sense though, because the shit rolls downhill and hits them last and it's going <laughs> the fastest. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, like uh, I would want, I'd be pissed if I were stuck at a fucking UNFI on a Friday at like midnight, like not getting unloaded. Like I'd be pissed. I'd be like, this fucking sucks. Like this is horrible. Like, so I don't, I don't really, I, while I would probably act professionally and like try to problem solve and not be a dickhead, but like, I still don't blame the people who, fly off the handle because it's like they're the ones actually dealing with it you know yeah i'm I mean, like the i'm like the at the bar yeah. having to go outside like <laughs> i and, and i did that all the time or i'd be like at a fucking tailgate on like a saturday and i'd be fucking just getting shit housed and i'd have a or i'd be playing golf and i have some driver call me about tip pallets like that <laughs> happened to me a million times like fuck like shit sucks man um, sucks for the driver yeah. the most though but that's just that's just part of the deal yeah no 100 percent. the drivers get the uh get the bad end so i guess tell us a little bit kind of you know staying on on lost freight i mean how have you how have you marketed lost freight or what you know you said you've had the month um the last month has been most of your users would you say the you know hats and the gong and you know just yeah. doing different podcasts uh, making connections i mean you've obviously i mean i don't know how many users you have right now, but it's obviously massively expanded. Would you know, tell us a little about your marketing kind of approach because it's been been good. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I um, well, when we when we launched it, first of all, this is the first time I ever built a product, so that was an interesting experience. And doing that with my partner has been interesting and very, very my eye opening uh, and fun too. But like when we launched it. I was like, oh shit, we actually like have to sell this. Like you need to like users just don't magically appear at your doorstep. And and I hadn't really at the time started posting much anywhere. I had not started tweeting. I had not really started. I had like, I don't know. And, and so I just started one day. I was like, well, fuck, like I don't know how to do advertising. We don't have any money. Uh, I'm just gonna call the carriers I know, and then I'm gonna just start tweeting and you know, whatever. I don't even know the first time I posted on LinkedIn. Uh, it probably was in February or something. Like it's that. funny because that was actually one of the questions I, I have written down. And it literally says, when did you start posting on LinkedIn? Like, that's literally its own point. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean, sometime in uh, sometime in February, maybe, uh, maybe January. I don't, I don't know. I could probably go back and look. I mean, how organic would you say was your marketing? Like, were you ever paying for any promotion of any kind Never. or just straight Never. organic, straight? I did do, I, I went for, for a brief, like probably week in maybe May or June. I, I asked my wife if she wanted to like experiment with some Instagram ads and they didn't do anything. Um, so, so I think I probably spent like a hundred bucks on Instagram ads in June. Um, but besides that, no, nothing. We haven't paid for anything. Um, it's honestly just been memes and I have a discord community. I have like uh, 900 people in there that have all that I've invited all on uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, we do events. So that's been really cool. And we've been doing, dude, I mean, I've been doing a Twitter space on Thursdays since like May, every Thursday. And, you know, I've met a lot of people through that. Um, you do the and, thing on Friday too, right? With uh, Freight Caviar, you guys do the Friday dude, We just started doing that. We just started doing that like um, three or four weeks ago, I think. Um, and, and I've, you know, through, through tweeting and through just like stirring the pot and talking to people and engaging, um, yeah, I mean, I met Paul and we're, you know, we work together a lot now and, and I'm, you know, we're frankly helping each other in however we can. Um, and that he's helped me a lot. question that I had, um, and a lot of people asked me to ask you this. I mean, I was going to ask you anyways, just like out of, you know, I was going to ask that question, but like, what's your relationship with Freight Caviar? How did that come to be? You know, um, obviously we've stated that it's not paid promotion at this point. So how did you guys yeah. kind of get together? Um, I, I'm not really too sure. The first time we talked, I think we DM'd, I think we DM'd on Twitter in maybe like October or November last year, and kind of were very coy. Like I was like, "Here's what I'm working." I don't think I even told him what I was working on. I might have asked him something stupid like, um, "What color is a banana, bro?" No, I might have. I think I probably asked him something like, "You know, Break what companies volume. do you like right now?" or something like that, and. Um, I don't, dude, I think that's when we started and we just, we somehow over the summer started doing a, uh, started doing a, like a weekly, like a bi-weekly call where we would just like, cause at, at a certain point we were like, okay, we're both like kind of posting similar style stuff. And like, we both always liked each other's things. And so we started, I think we just did like a fucking call, like literally like you would do a call with some person you don't know. And and then we just started talking more and more and we would just bounce ideas off each other and just it just became kind of a friendship and now you know I've, yeah so just in passing you guys kind of saw each other around sort of thing that's what yeah. i was well, arguing, that's what i was arguing with alex about i was like i don't think freight caviar has a portion of your of your company i think you guys are just no. just friends like no. i don't think they have no, we're, fr we're, we're fucking yeah, friends I mean, dude yeah. this is the thing from my point of view and a lot of people have said the same thing like about you um like you just kind of appeared, bro. Like not to take away any of the hard work you've obviously put into anything. Bro, that was like, I'm not purpose. trying to take anything away from you, but you're not. Like, you're complimenting me by saying, bro. You that's literally that's, that's a me, compliment in marketing. Uh, in marketing, bro, yeah. you literally to me, like I've been on LinkedIn about a year, which isn't the, the longest period of time. But like I'm there every single day. Like I'm browsing through LinkedIn, you know, and like, bro, I literally went from never no like didn't see you one day and then in the past 50 60 days you have not like i haven't had a single day where i didn't see you somewhere on linkedin like 
And you know, it just kind of like you just popped out of nowhere. So that, that's that was like a big thing. A lot of people are wondering. Like, well, I'm all, I'm very I'm very interested in general in like kind of virality, and I uh, I so in February that this is probably when I started posting. Maybe it was probably in January, but anyway, in February I built this site called PleaseAdvise.ai, and it was like an excuse generator. It was like right when Chat Chat GPT was blowing up. And so I made this excuse generator that would for, for when you have to cancel a load, right? I think yeah, I saw or when you're late or when you're like you need an excuse, basically. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made that and we and I basically just like wanted to see if I could make it kind of blow up. And so posted about it. And I think Paul, this was before Paul and I were like really like talking like we do now. Like I think he kind of pushed put it out there too and shared it. And so we got, I got, I remember like, it was like, a, I was driving to California and I had a notification every time a new user came on the site and we had like 300 in a day, which to me was like, oh my God, that's fucking incredible. Like, that's so cool. And people were like laughing about it and posting about it. I'm like, this is sweet. Like, this is fun. Like, I like screwing around and seeing if I can make something like that happen. And it can be, you know, sometimes it's for something real, but so oftentimes it's just for just like fun, you know, but it's always... It's just, you know, I'm just experimenting almost. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from with just trying to go viral. But like a whole nother point that I wanted to kind of ask you about was, I mean, the, I watched that little clip. I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing. I was working and stuff like that. Obviously, I, this might have been taken out of like, context. You, you work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work sometimes yeah, on occasion. But um, basically, like it might have been out of context. So correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not trying to like make this into something. But I saw it when you were talking to the XPO guy. And uh, he basically asked you, like, what do you do? And, bro, you literally told me, I don't know, I sell hats and I have a virtual gong. And I was like, bro, like, come on. Like, you know, like, I get trying to go viral, but, bro, sometimes it just seems like, don't you want to take yourself a little serious like, on occasion? But you had oh, such dude. a big stage, bro, at F3. And, like, you, you know what? You know what, though? You know what, though, dude? Every single other person in that fucking standing in line would have done exactly what you just said. And we wouldn't be talking about it right now if they had. So it's it's ah. we literally we literally wouldn't, dude. We are. Do you remember any of the other questions people asked? Yeah, him? but here's like the counterpoint that I wanted to say to you. Like, <laughs> don't you think you should have used the platform to kind of push like an actual like lost freight? I guess like from, from it like, all trickles down, dude. It's the trickle down economics of, <laughs> of memes, bro. Like it, it does, it does, it literally does. Like if you think about it, no. like I'm not a marketer. Like traditionally, like I didn't take any marketing classes in college. I've never read any marketing books. Well, yeah, like, you're like, successful in whatever you're doing. I'm not trying to. But, but hold on, no, no, but but hold on. I, I, what I'm trying to say is like funnels, right? Like if you think about like a marketing funnel, like you have like normal content stuff up here, like general public, like it tracks the most people, and then you have like kind of niche or niche offerings and maybe products down here. It's like lost rates down here, and memes and fun are up here. You know, like that's how you grow the pie. Is like you just you just like attract more people in and they might not all be relevant. They frankly might not even know what the hell you're actually trying to sell them quote unquote, but like that doesn't matter. You know, it's like fun too. Like fun is fun's important. I love fun. I think something to mention too, because Alex isn't, I keep telling Alex to get on Twitter, but he doesn't know this. I mean, you have, I think three or four on Twitter, which is the, basically the equivalent of having, you know, 
10,000 on LinkedIn. I mean, it's a lot harder to get followers, I think, on, on Twitter. So you had oh, a network you know, with, yeah. with humor on Twitter. So like people like Alex may have seen you appear out of the blue on LinkedIn, but you have like a bigger following on Twitter than, you know, any of the big content creators probably. On yeah, LinkedIn. yeah. Yeah, I know. It's uh, Twitter is I did start there. I mean, I didn't I, I was kind of bashing LinkedIn. I've been bashing LinkedIn for a long time naively naively i didn't know anything about it and i'd never tried and only recently have i actually been like oh wow like maybe i should actually try to do something here you know what i mean um and so i probably started doing that like i don't know a couple months ago i don't know exactly um and it's I, weird all I, did I, I say i looked online on twitter our twitter link must not have worked because there's like 20 25 people on linkedin live but nobody on nobody on Twitter or Twitter Live must have failed. I don't know. Um, or or just nobody's dude. It's I'm telling you, everything on Twitter is like not. I don't know if hers the right word, but it's like there's less, and it is harder to get followers on Twitter by like whatever. Yeah, but anyway, um, like there's already LinkedIn. I'm already like doing LinkedIn. Like then there's you know there's just too much with the social media right, at a certain point to me. Like I can't be on Twitter and be on it's, LinkedIn. It's, it's and more funny. It's more entertaining well, on. on X. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like, it is more entertaining. Let me say this though. It is. It is much more informal, and everybody is yeah. very like. It's very. It's I've like a lot cancelable. Like, bro, I, I, no, no, not even that. Like for for meeting people and for <laughs> like actually trying to work with people, like if people respond, like I, I've got, I've had some very good conversations and met a lot of really, really good. I've met everybody through Twitter. Frankly, you know what I mean. Like I. Everything I've done, I will credit to Twitter. Like LinkedIn's been good lately. And it's definitely like I've sold a bunch of hats on LinkedIn. And like I've <laughs> like it's been good. And I've met a lot of really good people through LinkedIn. It's been, it's been, you know, it's been good. Um, but Twitter is just like, I don't know, man. Like I'm not even gonna, I won't, I'm I'm not even trying to humble brag or anything. Like, I'm not even gonna talk about it. But like I've met really cool people on Twitter. Seriously. <laughs> this guy's said humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, kind of going down the marketing, what I was curious too, and I don't know if you, because I, I was just thinking about this. Like I used to get all these fuel guys that would message me when I was a broker, like to try to connect with my carriers for like fuel cards. Have you thought of like, I don't know, hooking up with, I don't know, what TQL, TQL would be too big, but hey, TQL, like hook me up with all your carriers for lost freight and I'll, I'll give you a small percentage. Obviously, TQL is not a good example because they're. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you're just talking about like a, kind of like an affiliate thing or like a referral program or something like that. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, so I know they do it in fuel cars. I don't know if you were, you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely the growth strategy for sure. Um, we haven't done a ton of it yet, but I think we're getting to the point where we're ready. Because brokers also ask me a lot of questions about like, what can we have on the broker side? Like, can I view multiple carriers on one page? Can I like can I filter these fucking truck lists? Cause it's like a fire hose, you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, no, you can't do anything right now, but eventually you will. So we'll get around to all that much more to come. So if I under like, just to summarize, we're about to hit an hour. I just want to summarize all this. Cause I don't know if I'll get to talk to you again in the near future. So this is like the strategy, like you have the gong and the hats and let's call it the discord. And you know, those like kind of things that you're just kind of slapping out there at the hardest because it's like going to get the most reactions out of people. And you're just trying to funnel all of that meme, meme kind of stuff down towards the actual thing being, being lost. Right? It's so, so I, 
the short answer is yes, but I didn't set out with that as my intention. I didn't know yeah. any of anything about funnels. I didn't know anything about any of this media kind of content stuff. Like I'm just kind of figuring that out. Like, yeah, like, you're just doing best, what you want. Facto. Yeah, trial but, and error. But, type of thing. Yeah, but but essentially, yeah, it's been. I mean, dude, I just also like. I mean, memes. I love memes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I love mean, who doesn't? Bro, like, yeah. And this interest, this industry is so uptight, and people are so lame. Like we people are just, so mad about jokes, bro. Like people I, get so I love, mad. About I love, I love trolling people too, dude. Like I, the gong is a, literally a troll. Like it's, <laughs> the gong. Let's, let's talk about the gong thing. So, like, yeah, that, yeah. That, I think that like. Were you on LinkedIn for like that whole debate that lasted like a week and a half? Did that happen on Twitter too, or is that like how what about about gongs? Yeah, like it used to be like there was like seventy five million posts about the whether it was a good idea for this company to do this with a gong, and it kind of gongs went crazy <laughs> on LinkedIn. Did, did that happen on Twitter? Or like, is that how no, you got involved no. with freight gong? Or no, no, no. I, I mean, I just I would see gongs occasionally in posts, and I just started to put them into my memes, and. Like then I just one night I do this thing on Tuesday. It's called Tech Pro Tuesday in the Discord. We got a bunch of like people building like products and stuff, like demoing, and it's just it's cool. So I built I did my own demo and I built the gong and I had no intention of of releasing it. I literally just did it for fun. And I had it set up and I showed it to people. I was like, hey, like I'm building this gong and I rung it. Like that's my demo. After somebody had just demoed some like AI, like something. Yeah, cool. bro. And I, I didn't get with... to watch it, but I thought in my head, I saw. I think you post or somebody posts like, "Oh, Reed's gonna demo this gong," and I was like working. It was like a busy day, but I thought in my head for like a solid sixty seconds, like, "Bro, what is this guy gonna do? Go up there, click it, and walk away? Like, like what are you gonna demo? It's just make some noise, bro." Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the funny. That's that is the joke. I mean, if you listen to the speech, yeah. that's literally what I talk about. Um, is Steam Logistics uh, a sponsor? I'm one of the ones that goes no. across your your no, page. No, no, but I did. I did DM. I mean, excuse me. I did email Steve Cox, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to sponsor my gong?" He didn't respond. <laughs> I've never met him. I've never met him either. But I did email him. Hey, I'm I surprised think... you didn't see him at F3. Uh, at because uh, he was. I think he was at F3. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't meet him. I, I didn't meet him, but uh, I would give that guy so much credit for like there was some, you know, some fire about him and the gongs and steam. And bro, this guy stepped out in the fire, like went on a show, rank, like he just ran with it. And like, yeah, I have mad respect for the way he handled like that whole thing. Like, yeah. he just seems like a pretty cool dude. Like, well, it's good publicity. Yeah, I mean, he got good publicity from it too, you know, a lot of publicity. Yeah, I've, uh, I've never met him, but I've only heard good things. And Steve, if you're listening, let's talk. Um, I uh no the do the 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 bong uh, the bong <laughs> pull up, pull up that's a whole gun. different industry bro like, no no <laughs> but just... dude the funny though the funny part is is that there's a guy on Twitter the freight bandit who is making is literally making a satirical freight magazine that he's going to print okay it's gonna be fucking awesome but anyway he made the freight bong and he copied the freight gong, but just made it a bong. And the num the, the counter is stuck at 420. And there's like, it's like, it literally he just copied it, but it's the freight bong. Someone just so, commented in our, if you want to put that in the chat, someone, I guess somebody else has the I'll same find idea. It, I'll find it. And uh, yeah, no, oh, he's yeah. already, he's already built that. <laughs> I guess he beat Darren to this. Yeah, he beat Darren to the punch, I guess. Yeah, he, he's, he's already, yeah, here it is right here. Um, I don't know if I can comment in the chat, but, um, I'll, 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 I'll DM whoever this is anyway. Um, so what, so yeah, to, to answer your question, Alex, yeah, uh, that's kind of what's what I'm doing. Uh, and I've realized that after the fact, and 
I, I do also at the same time need to be serious and need to actually grow these various things that I've, yeah. that I've got going. Um, well, I and, think you hit the nail on the head pretty well with the, the getting attention part. But I, like after, I mean, talking to you now, obviously I have a much different opinion than I did going into this. But I mean, some people might not watch this. Some people might not actually talk to you. Yeah, and yeah. like don't you like you gotta get you gotta have to be serious sometimes, bro. A little bit, I, bro. bro. I think I think in my hidden on my LinkedIn profile somewhere is uh, the note that I'm serious when I need to be. Yeah. Uh, that's my which there's which do I need to be more serious more times probably, but like. Honestly, bro, it's like kind of hard for me sometimes. Like, like it's, <laughs> yeah, hard. it's hard to resist being like, you know, a troll sometimes. If I have a good idea, if I have a good idea for something fun, like, or a good post or something like that, or I can like do a cool event, like I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. That's right? the best part about having those freedoms. It's like you have marketing for, you can do whatever you want. It's like you're, it's but, your but honestly, dude, long-term, long-term, like it's only going to get bigger and we're only going to be able to do more cool shit. And like, it, it's just, <laughs> but, but like, yeah. Dude, dude, like for real, like it's going to get better. And, but I don't want it to get better just to like troll. Like I want it to get better so we can like give other people like a platform to launch their cool shit on. Like we need the, we need more cool shit. We need less like boring stuffy nonsense. Like we need more just I mean, like. That was like, the whole point of our podcast because man, honestly, like to be completely honest, I didn't watch a lot of podcasts. I still kind of, I mean, now that we're kind of in the space, I'm obviously, I'm watching out for some stuff, kind of getting some ideas here and there, but like, this is how it goes. Like I see somebody goes live, I click on it. It's like two people talking about numbers and predictions and forecasts. And I click off of it in the first minute. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I want to like laugh a little bit. I want to like see the people that are posting all day talking like normal people. But I think you're missing a little bit because I mean, that's kind of how Lost Freight was built was through a lot of humor and memes in terms of the yeah. sales process and marketing. So, I mean, yes, you're telling him to be more serious, but I mean, well, if, I mean he, if, you weren't on, if he wasn't on there doing all that, I mean, Maybe Reed will correct me if I'm wrong, but I, it's got to have helped your business a lot, you know. Dude, it's it's yeah. entirely where it's come from. I mean, there's I no mean, there's no question. The question is not about being more serious and not because obviously he's hit the nail on the head with you know how he's marketing everything. It's just what is the product is kind of the you know like what is Lost Free? What are you offering yeah. to the community? What is this product? You know, that's kind of like the bro, the and that's service. Like that's something I think about a lot because. And, and I kind of alluded to this earlier um, that like it, the, I know exactly what it is in my head, what the product is, but expressing it in as few words as possible to be understandable to people who have no idea what the fuck you're talking about yeah. is really hard. It's really fucking hard to do that. And it doesn't happen overnight either. Right. This is, this is like an iterative process and we're going to continue to get better Things will be clearer. Like, I, can it be clearer right this very second? A hundred percent. But like, it's it's so much easier said than done. You but at the end of the day, of like a, a live service game model, you know, where it's like you release this kind of product, let's call it like, for lack of a better term, so like a beta phase. And you're just kind of letting the community kind of test it and give you like, you know, you just kind of drop. It's like a live service thing where it's always evolving. It's always growing. The community is yeah. giving you feature features that they want out of it. And it's kind of like being, you know, molded by the people actually using it, which I mean, you can't really like, I can't fault you for dropping something that like, you obviously know where you want it to get to, but obviously, you know, releasing it in sort of like a beta thing where people using it can tell you what they want. 
I mean, it's not a bad idea. Like, it's not a bad model. Well, I mean, it's it's it is, and I'll tell you this: it's it is a well tra- that is a well traveled path on Twitter. There's a lot of people who I follow who built like literally have companies that they themselves have built, and maybe it's just them or like two other people, and they're very public about about like the process and stuff like that. And that in and of itself, being vocal about and posting about what's going on like internally or like product decisions or stuff like that. Like it, that is marketing in and of itself. Um, so Molo, did so, that. Molo was big on that, right? Yeah. So it, it's and, and it's building in public is like the term. And so I'm not inventing this by any means. And I don't think that's exactly what I'm doing per se, but like, no, you are right, Alex. Like uh, it is, it's, it's, I would say that not a lot of people in freight do it publicly, but they are doing it. Like people who build software, like are always responding, you know, and iterating based on user feedback. It just so happens that I'm like vocal about it, but I also like, we can also do it really, really fast because it's literally me and my partner just, and that's just us. And my partner built the entire thing himself. And, and so he knows where everything is. I don't know why, why that's happening. But he knows where all the he knows how every, he knows how everything works. I think I think if you do this, it'll like turn on the 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 lasers or something like that. I mean, uh, listen, I had like a really really negative opinion about like um. I mean, like I play a lot of games, and like for this specific example, we'll use like the new uh, soccer game FC, whatever. It's not FIFA anymore. Who cares? They basically released like a garbage game on launch, and then. They just use the community feedback, and in the first five to seven days, they improved. Like it, like somebody had mentioned it to me. If they didn't put it out to the community, it would have taken them maybe three months to do the amount of fixes and work that they did in five days. Because now you have millions of people testing it for you, telling you exactly how to fix it, what they want fixed. And he really did change my opinion about people releasing. Like I used to just say, "Oh, it's an unfinished product. Why are you releasing it?" But this guy changed my opinion. Like. You're releasing it to the people that are going to use it, and they're going to speed up your process of getting it to where you want it to be. And it, it, it's a good I mean, idea. So long, so long as you're actually making changes. Well, it, yeah. it's, <laughs> I mean, there there is such thing as an unfinished product for sure. Well, yeah. Um. So so I don't want to say that. Like, yeah, no. I, I think I, it it is. It's a one way to do it, and it's what we're doing, and we're trying um to to respond to user feedback. But that the other thing too that you realize when you actually like build something and try to sell it. And then you get lots of feedback is that a lot of feedback, like, is like, like people say they want something and when push comes to shove, they probably don't, A, they probably don't need it. And B, they probably don't actually want it. Like, and it's probably just a shitty idea. Like, <laughs> so, like I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you, if you just said, okay, I'm going to build every thing, single feature that a user asked me for, I'm going to respond to customer feedback by literally just building what they told me to build. If you did that for every single piece of feedback, you'd have like a Frankenstein product that nobody would fucking use. That makes and it no would, sense. Put together. It would make no sense and it would suck and it would suck. So, so, and, and that that me saying this is not my like i didn't come up with this idea either like there are people like serious like product people uh who i've read and follow on twitter who like say you know okay responding to user feedback at all costs is not how you want to like build products like it's not a good idea so like the number one feedback you get like the number one objection or the hardest thing for you to you know overcome or what you hear is the number one objection to lost freight there there's a lot of 
I wouldn't say it's a it's objection. It's more so just like if people if there, there's education involved, and if people aren't, they have a certain way of working. Carriers have a certain way of working, and some are open to adjusting it, or some are like the way they operate fits kind of closely to how we are 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 designing our tool to operate. So like those people like are the ones that I can get. They're kind of on the cusp. But like if somebody's way over here and I'm over here, I'm probably it's going to take me a lot of effort, a lot of time to get them from here to here. And it's probably not worth it right now because it's just not going to happen uh, because people for whatever reason. And I'm not even speaking ill of these people. I'm just saying that's just the reality. Like some people aren't going to get it and they're not going to listen to you. And that's just fine. Uh, it's not for them or or they're going to be like, well, why would I send a like I've had people say to me, like, why would I want to you know, tell my, why would I want brokers to know where my trucks are five days in advance? Because they're just going to pay me less than I would. They would, if I had just post my truck at the last minute. And I'm like, look, man, like if that's how you operate and you can be successful at that, great. This tool is not for you. And that's okay. It they can send to last minute too, right? If they want to send their truck list sure, the same sure, day. hundred percent. Right? But the point is, is I'm not even going to like, if somebody is saying that to me and they clearly are thinking that way, then that's, I, it's fine. Like if that works for them, then great. Like the, the the other thing that I've realized is you literally cannot please everybody. So don't even try. Well, yeah. It just, yeah. It's just like, don't build it for the people that are going to use it, how it's designed and that get it. And then if you start to win people over who like are seeing what's going on and are like, okay, maybe I'll give this a shot and are on it and are earnest about it, then great. But like, don't worry about trying to sell the entire fucking market. Like that's hey, another you find your, you your these, piece of the pie. Like. Yeah. Do you get on these sales calls with like a big carrier, like say a 60 truck carriers, like, Hey, Reed, what's, I want you to walk through. Yeah. Like how often are you on like sales calls with these, with these carriers? Late, lately more. Um, I, yeah, lately more I've been seeking out in kind of like learning more from bigger fleets because like a whole other part of what we're doing is this like kind of newsletter, like more in-depth feature in advertising for, for carriers, essentially. Uh, right now, like carrier of the week is not like an advertisement at all. Like they don't pay me. I pick them randomly. And I did that because I needed content for the newsletter that I started sending out. Um, and it just, it, but it's actually like kind of opened my eyes to how like awesome it actually is because carriers have like literally gotten like Fortune 500 shippers hit him up saying, saw you were carry of the week. Your lanes look like a good fit. Like, oh, well, wow. I'm for you. Dude, it's crazy. It's honestly crazy. And it's only going to get more crazy. That's an example of how you can use like reach that you're able to generate to like, you can give it to somebody else and say, hey, if you want, like here's access to however many thousands of people are subscribed to this newsletter, we'll talk about your business. Like that's really powerful. And I've only realized that after the fact. So it's been it's been honestly great. Like it's so cool to see like cool shit happen because you send an email. Do you think you'll start charging for charging for that with like advertisers or the carrier of the week? Maybe the carrier of the week has to pay a thousand dollars to be the carrier. I, of the I week don't think that I would charge carrier of the week. I think I will always keep that like just random because I at the end of the day, like I love carriers don't get enough like good publicity. It's always just yeah. like calling out scammers and shit like that. Which is fine. Like, we need to call out scammers. I did a post about this a couple weeks ago, and people were like, dude, like, what are you saying? I'm like, bro, like, I'm not saying we don't need to call out scammers. Of course. Duh. Like, we want if, – if I can alert you to a bad carrier and you don't get double brokered, Matt, like – or Alex, like, a bad broker, like, if they bro double broker you, that's bad. Like, I want to tell you about that. But, like, at the end of the day, also, like, if Alex is a good carrier, 
and he's used to seeing a bunch of care, like all talk of carriers publicly on LinkedIn be negative. Like a good one is like not so bad every once in a while. Like, hey, here's this cool business who's like not a scammer. And like they've been around for 50 years. <laughs> and it's like actually awesome. giving you yeah, a Yeah, they're legitimate to business. On it. Like, you got to be careful too. Because like there's some broker. There's a broker that bashed a carrier and said they double brokered and did all this. And they wanted to come on the show. And Alex gave me the carrier's number. And I called him up and I was like. I think there's a lot more to this story than what the broker posted on. Like their bonds about to go out of business. They are yeah. way behind and the broker posts like bashing this carrier, watch out for this MC. But some of those things you see posted aren't exactly the whole Dude, truth is I, always being told. And I honestly just want to like, yeah, I mean, like it's cool to talk about a carrier and, and show what they actually do and help them kind of like advertise what they want. And just see what happens. It's been cool. Like, it's fun. Well, this is um, what I wrote down word for word. Like I said, I slapped this together in five minutes today. But I wrote down word for word, like, what is lost freight? And then the next sentence says, it seems like a glorified shout out page for carriers, bracket, which is cool since nobody really helps, like, carriers promote them. So nobody is pushing carriers. Nobody is helping yeah. carriers kind of get out there. And everybody, all people do on LinkedIn is just say, like, carriers need to find their ex shippers. Why don't they do that? Carriers suck yeah. at finding shippers. Like, that's literally like that the majority of what happens on LinkedIn. Like, Dude, nobody's you'd love like, X. Hey, you'd love yeah, X. It's way I mean, more truckers, way more carriers. I don't know why you're, you don't want to get on Twitter. Well, I'll hey, get hey, on hey, it, man. We'll, 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 we'll convince him. I'm not worried about this. Uh, hey, if you guys fine. both follow me and give me a shout out, I'll make it right after this. So at least I'll have like five followers on day one. I won't feel so bad, you know? I, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'll tell you right now, I will do that for you, but you better actually tweet because if you don't tweet, I'm gonna be pissed. Oh, bro, I'll be there. Like, I'll just literally, like, now that I've talked, you know, honestly, I won't even lie, like, as a professional, like, not you as a person, because obviously I don't know you as a person, but like your persona on the internet, I didn't like you as like a professional, like, like what you put out there. Like, for the most part, I yeah. laugh. I mean, you make great yeah. content, it makes me laugh. I like the stuff you do. But a lot of the times I'm like, who is this guy, bro? Like, I don't know. I don't agree with you know how you approach it. But now yeah, I've talked yeah. to you. Now I see yo, you're like pushing carriers, which like that's awesome since nobody's really doing that. And like, you know, you've changed my like uh, opinion and approach about it. I hope that everybody because dude, I told a bunch of people you were coming on, and I guess they saw like through LinkedIn, and so many people asked me like the same exact stuff I'm asking you. Like that I had already thought about all this. Like, what is Osprey? Who is this guy? Where did he come from? You know, that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I've really grown to like what you're doing, which is uh, a good thing. So. Well, that, I A, I appreciate it. B, uh, I mean, dude, that's just, that's just, it's it's good to hear you say that because that kind of talks, that's that's echoes my point I made about like products where like you're, you can't make something to please everybody. And so you shouldn't try. And if something, if something, somebody doesn't like what you have, like your product, then that's fine. It's, it's okay. It's not for them. Right. Like they're not wrong, like in their, in their own way, like they're right. And that's fine. Uh, and it's the same thing with content. And it's honestly the same thing with like a personality too. Like whoever the hell you are, like yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to put are, myself out the there product sometimes like you are selling you, yourself when you, when you are doing this kind of stuff, you definitely are. And when you guys have a podcast and when you guys are trying to market yourselves and your show, it's the same thing. It's yeah. the same thing. And people, yeah. people might not like, 
like either of you, and that's fine. Like, that doesn't mean some people really don't like me. Yeah, but I'm, good, I'm good with that. I'm okay with. Yeah, that. it's fine. It's fine. It just is what it is. And maybe they'll hear something and they'll come around, or you'll talk yeah, to them and they'll come they around. But like, but that's fine. Like you said, I, yeah. I the personally like you can't take that. Like I told you, I just told you, I don't like have any ill feelings towards like people as like a person. It's just like professionally, like whatever you put out there professionally. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not going to base my opinion on you as a human based on, like, your job. Because, I mean, like, our job doesn't, like, that doesn't define us, what we do professionally. So. I feel you. I agree. I think that was the same thing with John. John's always saying since he came on the podcast last week, he has, like, five bounties on his head. I think the uh, NOA guys, like, tweeted him out, like, three times and made seven LinkedIn posts about yeah. since he came on with 40% uh, 40 margins. Um, yeah. but you know, that's the same way. I mean, John, John was, you know, I mean, he just says what he, what he thinks and he understands, you know, not everyone's going to like him, but he doesn't honestly need anybody to like him in terms of it's his, the, his model. I was told today that I talk a lot on LinkedIn, but I don't really like bring the heat live on podcast. So I kind of came into this podcast, like with like a really big fire in my head to like ask you like questions, like really, really like crazy questions. But then I started talking to you and I started kind of understanding what you're actually doing. And then it just kind of like, there's no point to ask you questions like that because you actually explained what you're doing and you actually explained why you're going about things the way you are. And I mean, you're, you're not just like some random troll. Like you have like some method to the madness. Uh, I mean, I, like that's cool, you know, because a lot of people are telling me like, are you signed up for the truck list? Are you signed up boss freight after this uh get Luda on hey, there? Yeah, do you do power only? Like can I can I get on that? Like, yeah, that yeah dude. We'll we'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> we'll Yeah, we'll we'll I'll, we'll talk about we'll bring it offline. We'll bring it offline. I'll help you out. Yeah, we'll we'll get you set up. If you want to use <laughs> what it. Is um, this, bro? What is this question even? Like you'll get saying for Twitter. You'll get uh, for Twitter for Twitter. <laughs> I just had a I just had an escort today follow me on Twitter. Like, Yo, know, it's something. a dude. It's a dude messaging you hundred percent. He's behind the account. Oh, dude! Shout out! Shout out! Jordan Lap. That yeah. guy's a fucking man. What's up with him? <laughs> What's up, Jordan, Jordan, hit me up, dude. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Um, former Echo colleague. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, dude. No, it's fine. It's this is why having con this is why I agree to come on all these shows. It's like I, I know for a fact that people are like, Dan, like this guy's kind of an asshole. And that's and whatever, it's fine. You know? I mean, I don't think anybody thinks like I certainly wouldn't have formed the opinion that like you're negative in any way. Like I think you're just like I honestly thought you were just like the biggest troll, like just saying the most like cringy, like out of pocket thing, like just for the sake of saying something people aren't. I do like, I definitely do do that though. Yeah, like, yeah like, I do do that. I do do that. I mean, and that's like I feel like you're part of the tactic in crazy stuff just to like you know be like you know saying crazy stuff but with that being said bro i laugh like i troll you a lot and like i say a lot of like really dry things to you on linkedin but like it comes from a place of humor like i always laugh at what you're saying i just figure you don't have to worry you don't have to worry about upsetting me dude don't worry i gotta fight the trolls with the trolls bro that's That's what makes that's what that's what happens a lot on twitter and that doesn't happen as much on on linkedin yeah people are way more serious on linkedin i don't know about twitter i'm gonna get on there but yeah, you're gonna get on there. You're gonna see. You're gonna your your eyes will be opened. Uh, but like honestly, bring that kind of stuff to LinkedIn too. Like it's more fun. Like and people will participate. You just never know. Like you never know who's got a troll in them. 
<laughs> bro, this Darren guy is actually so funny. Like, I want to get on a, a phone call with this guy, like, maybe the end of today or tomorrow. I don't know. X is just, I don't know how these people, like, apparently I talked to some other people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's normal. But, like, some of the people who, like, follow me, I'm like, you should just, because I follow everyone back. I'm you know, new to Twitter and I, don't know, I just follow everyone back. But I had to be careful after, like, a couple of people. I'm like, shit, I don't want to almost accidentally fall back like a, an escort or something i don't know how, how like twitter Dude, works you're fine. gonna you're gonna learn how to navigate you'll n- learn how to navigate it you'll be all right uh i have i have faith in you matt Dude, the last time i used twitter was in high school and we were all just trying to get like the most tweets like you know the number where it says you've made like nine thousand tweets like yeah. bro, we were all just pushing out to get like to ten thousand, and we were all just saying nothing and then i yeah. just fell off of twitter like i just didn't see the point but if there's like a freight space like that that seems cool because I think Freight Reddit is like, I mean, it's cool. I follow it now, but it's like people aren't posting as much and people aren't reacting and commenting as much. It's again, it's pretty serious tone that Freight Broker Reddit. Yeah, made. yeah, 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 yeah. Like well, I want to have fun, bro. I want to just go joke around. I'm telling people. you, we we like we have a very cohesive group on on Twitter. Like it's um it's and it's growing it's growing fast. I mean, not even not even six months ago is like a fraction of the size. So. Yeah, then I'll hop on the Twitter. I'll get into your Discord. Like I said, now that I've talked to you, like, yo, I, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you having the chance to talk. And the coolest part to me was we prepare questions. And, you know, we'll obviously we'll try to ask our guests, like, hey, do you want to, you know, a quick peek at the questions so you can kind of think about them? And you said to me, like, the funniest shit. You're just like, nah, bro, I don't care. Ask me whatever. You, I don't even want to see, like, a glimpse at what you're going to ask. Yeah, I, don't I, script, like I don't script anything. I don't even write questions. Alex might script, but I don't. I, mean, I don't just general it. topics, general. Because, I, like, I mean, you're going to forget something in the moment, you know. And if you have a guest coming on, you want to obviously make the best of their time. And I don't want to miss something. People, A lot of people send me DMs. They're like, hey, like, can you ask this person that thing? Because a lot of people that follow me are not obviously like with enough following to be able to have conversations with these types of people that we have on here. And um, I mean, I'm just I bring a lot of questions. People DM me just onto the show. And I mean, it looks like I'm asking them, but I don't want to name everybody's name. Ask every specific question. I've I've been doing I've been doing I've kind of fallen into doing interviews on our on the discord. And uh and so I've done a couple like long, like two or three hour long recorded interviews uh, in front Joe of like, Rogan, an audience. Joe Rogan length. <laughs> Dude, it, it's fucking, it's hard. It's hard. I, yeah. I like normally try to write some stuff down, just some notes, just so I'm like somewhat prepared, but I never ask any of the Yeah, it's like hard to read them and hard to format them and hard to like fit them into like a Well, you also need to see you also need to see what the hell they where they go. Like I had fucking Craig Craig Fuller and we talked for three hours and the first thing we talked about it was fucking Taylor Swift. Like we spent like 30 minutes talking about Taylor Swift. I was on for that. That was my first time on a Discord one. Yeah. 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 And and like I didn't have that written down. Like That's just well, where yeah, I mean, obviously you can't like that's the, the main thing I like that we're not scripted, we're not pre-recorded. And I mean, I watched the podcast the other day, the production quality was so nice and so clean, and they had jump cuts to everybody. And like because you know it's it's pre-recorded, so obviously they have the time and ability to make it how they want. But I feel like the live thing is just it's just so much more fluid and you know it's more real, yeah. more natural. I mean, I feel like pre-recorded stuff, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I like the flow of live and, you know, sometimes like that where things just kind of come up and you don't ever know where it's going to go. So, yeah, well, you guys, you guys got to, well, Matt, you're already in the, you got, you join the discord because we do this shit all the time, man. 
And yeah. you can you can like come in and post about your guys' stuff too. I mean, so yeah, I'll come in and just troll you. I'll make my uh, I'll make my yeah. name so you don't know it's me. I'll just come in and like destroy it. Whatever, bro, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Hey, I did have one thing I um I want to touch on too before we ended is I, I you've talked about it a lot and I think it's really cool. Can you maybe tell the viewers a little bit about like because I've been thinking about myself now that I'm a recruiter like going to a conference would be really fun. I've never, never been to one. Um, you maybe tell us about how much fun F3 was. And I'm sure it helped your, your business too, just from like a marketing standpoint, just conferences in general. I know you just brought up Craig and it got me thinking that's one thing we haven't talked about. Yeah. I mean, a lot of events are good. Um, the most, the best part about them for me though, has been meeting all of the people that I've been talking to online uh, and not starting from square one. Right. Like I, when you meet somebody, so for example, the first kind of conference I went to for free this, uh, this year was, uh, the mid America truck show in Louisville, which is like a massive, like, like the biggest truck show in the nation, I think. And it's fucking awesome. Like it is the whole convention center, literally an entire convention center full of trucks and equipment and all this stuff. And I went, I met a bunch of drivers that I had met on Twitter and were friends with like instantly, like when we got there and I ended up partying with these guys for like three days. It was awesome. And we were like really good friends off the, like off the bat. And, um, and that was all just because we were talking online. Um, so, so, but you really, it gives you like, it's like a force multiplier essentially. Like you go from like first to third with somebody really fast when you're in person. Um, so I think conferences are great. Um, and they're also just fun. I mean, the Freight Waves events are like unreal, dude. Like the F3 is a great event. Like it's so much fun. And it's it's not even an event. It's like an experience. It really is. And that's what like would you say to the people that said like the biggest argument. Well, you guys were all at F3 having fun. I mean, a bunch of people were like, what's the ROI? I'm going to this event. Like, bro, bro people, guess what? People are going to be mad no matter what people. Yeah, there's people going off on LinkedIn about bro, that. Yeah, guess what? Whoever I have, F3 is an idiot, I, I have a message. I have a message for them. It's not for you, and that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> if it's not for you, it's not for you. Great. Yeah, but like these guys are like, oh, they're firing everybody, but they have money to go to F three. Like, bro, I don't bro, know. Bro, business man. like big business is done yeah. in person at events. Like it is. It just is. Like, yeah, you're not gonna book ten spot loads like at the fucking conference. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, no just shit. pop into F three and book your freight. Like, in yeah, person. like people, people who are like. Oh, oh, like I, I didn't really see any of it. I, I heard people said it to me. They were like, "Oh, like people are trolling." Like, oh, or they're not. But it's like, whatever, bro. Who cares? <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah. I if, mean, if like, it comes if, down to the fact, like the ROI, man. Okay, the tickets, whatever, two, three, four grand, whatever it is. Like, you're going to meet somebody. You're going to shake one hand. That's gonna change something for you. It's gonna make you yeah. something. Create something. Yeah. And even if it's not same day, same year, like at least somebody. Like you shake somebody's hand in real life, they saw your face. It's a lot more trust they're gonna have dealing with you moving on from there. So I think people yeah, need to stop looking at the direct ROI. Like, bro, you're getting yourself out there in person, and I mean, I don't really see an issue with it. And like you said, if it's not for you, just stay home. Like, it was just, just yeah, leave no. it alone, bro. Like, hey, but but they can honestly. But it's a good. That's a good clout post. I won't even. I won't even <laughs> talk shit. Like. That's a good, that's a good, like, good gatekeep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, these guys aren't moving freight. It's like, 
if that gets you some likes and some engagement, then fucking bring it on. Bring it on. It's funny because everyone, everyone who said that, everyone who said that blew up on blew up LinkedIn for people that weren't at the conference. Dude, it's a tactic. It's a tactic, and I don't blame them for that for for doing that. It's a good engagement post. I get it. What you just want, like whatever you do, like it doesn't matter to you. I like that. It's like authentic type of stuff. I like that. So. What's the next uh, big conference? Um, well, I will be at the Mid America Truck Show in Louisville in April. I think it's in April. Um, I'll be at that. Um, that's going to be fucking awesome. That is not, that is like the opposite of a Freight Waves event. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in every in every way in every way so uh i but i i had a lot of fun last year so i'll be at that uh, i'll be at manifest in um in vegas in february i think um i'll be i always forget yeah i'm going to that too uh you're going to tia as well in uh the spring or it's not one? in phoenix i live in phoenix so uh, I, I think it's yeah i'm not sure where it is i was yeah, asking somebody what phoenix. the top conferences were and they told me like tia was in like the top five so that's what I was. yeah wondering. yeah it's it i'm pretty sure it is in phoenix because i live in phoenix and a bunch of people have told me it's going to be here so yeah i'll probably i i'll probably like lurk i don't know if i'll go but i'll probably lurk around like just stand outside waiting to meet people yeah, man, yeah, <laughs> just, just go to just go to the parties just go to the parties. Yeah. Go to the parties that's it i mean all the yeah. all the good shit happens at the parties so uh that's um that's the that's the best uh so i'll be at that um but uh yeah i mean the, dude honestly the freight like f3 next year we're gonna be we're gonna turn it up like a, we're gonna turn it up a notch like it's gonna be because we we had like i i brought a bunch of like there's a whole squad of people that are like we've all met on twitter and they're all kind of like in a, in a crew and we like a lot of them are truckers and Freightways doesn't normally have a lot of truckers at their shows. So it was kind of brought a different element. And I think it was, I think it was well, probably not received well by some people, but other yeah, people were like, yo, were there any beefs over there? Like I can imagine this is like a historic moment for the market and stuff where I was anybody like beefing each other out over there. Like, like a I, broker it, and a driver, like some stuff like no, that. No, no. I mean, it, it'd be cool. It'd be cool if they did, but no. I mean, I do. I'm all about beef. Beef is great. Beef is good for engagement. So if anyone wants to start some beef with me, just let me know. You uh, had that tweet. You had that tweet about like what was it? Freightways versus JOS. Yeah. And then it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. I Twitter versus or truck stop versus that. And then that, yeah, that was a pretty right. good tweet. Yeah, truck stops just, online presence is like top tier. I love them. Like, like just yeah, their well, marketing is so good. Like, yeah, dude. Well, they. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree, and I. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, uh, yeah, controversy is or not controversy, but like just stirring the pot. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah, just it's poking fun. the bear, bro. Just poking yeah. it until like something funny happens. You know, like within reason, like in a funny way. Um, but boys, I uh, I'll I'll um I'll come back on. I mean, we we don't. Alex, hey, when are you guys going to come to Serbia, bro? I've been asking Frank Javier about that. They've done so many documentaries. Like, I don't even want you guys to come for that. There's an event, Exit. It's, like, one of the biggest music festivals in Europe. And that's when every July. Like, I was just wondering, bro, like, I keep seeing, like, Latvia, like, this. Like, bro, Serbia's yeah, right. greatest popping. Like, the country's fun. Yeah, like, well, I Paul, to, like, be Paul, able to see some of you guys out here. Paul, like, Paul's been like annoying me about uh, coming to Poland, so I like yeah, yeah. Uh, I owe him a trip to Poland. And Dude, we, I would love like to go to Poland too. Like I haven't. We've been talked about doing something crazy, like um, 
like doing something like that. So who knows, dude? Never say never, honestly. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. And we want to like the bigger the bigger we can get this, like the like the better the business can get. Like the more cool shit we'll be able to do. So uh, yeah. that's what that is what we are optimizing for. Yeah, I mean, thanks for coming on, bro. I mean, this is obviously the natural conclusion for today's episode. Um, I mean, I've obviously asked you everything I wanted to ask you and, you know, uh, got a more understanding of who you are, what you do. So, I mean, that, that's been cool. Yeah, it was thanks Wait. for coming on. Uh, thanks for coming on, Reed. And uh, I'll see you over on X later. In the yeah, evening. I'll see both of you guys on X and Discord and all this stuff I've been trying not to, to do lately. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, all right. Well, that was... Uh, that was fun, Sweet. and uh, yeah, thanks again, Reed. Yeah, have thanks, a good night. Peace. Peace. All right, bro. Episode six in the books. Yeah, episode. I thought it was episode seven. I don't know, man. I think it's six. See, that's a good thing, man. We're flying through these so fast, we don't remember. I still haven't changed episode three from the intro because that's like its own process. And hey, what did oh, Darren I forgot say? to put this. I told him I would put this up, and I completely forgot. What did Darren That's say? A- don't do that to yourself. What were you doing to your? I don't even remember what we were talking about. Seven. I can't remember now either. I want to talk to Darren on the phone, bro. Like if he's listening, or I'll just DM him. That guy is so funny, and he says so many funny things every single day. Like I've just been seeing him all over LinkedIn. He's like everywhere that I look, he's there. I love that guy. Someone said, "What's Freight X?" Sounds illegal. <laughs> I mean, you can tell him you're the expert with your what? How many followers do you have now? Twitter. I, I just started last week. I don't think I even. No, I know. But what are you at? You're at what? Twenty three? I think last three. Go, yeah, I think I'm up there? to like seventy, maybe now or seventy five. Hey, you're growing, man. Um, but yeah, uh, I was. Yeah, fun. just talk to Darren here, man. He's just he's, he's already here. <laughs> so what's All up, right. man? So what do you got planned the rest of the week? You you're gonna work? How's Thanksgiving looking? Time off? I mean, a lot of people have been pu- pushing that hustle culture. I've seen everybody like, we're not taking any days off. We're not uh, keep working. Like, bro, it's like there's not much to do for the most part. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be out of town, so I'm actually gonna meet uh meet up with two uh two buddies of mine from LinkedIn. You probably know them, um, but I'm going to be in the same city as them anyway, so. Um, Yo, so many people ask me where you live, and I never ask you that. I have no idea what state you're even in right now. Like, I'm from Minnesota, but I'm in yeah. Indiana right now visiting. Oh, you're in Indiana. But I'm from Minnesota. That's where my family is, and um, I, yeah, I try I mean, to avoid I didn't as tell much. Everybody ask Matt, bro. Why are you asking? Like, yo, we had this conversation today. Like, we don't agree with each other a lot of the time, and we're not like holding each other's hands about it. Like, we're just. We have a mutual interest in this podcast. So, you know, we, we work well together, but it's, it doesn't really go further. The people think we're like best friends. And I think we talked on the phone like for 45 minutes prior to episode one of this podcast. Like, I yeah, feel like no, we, we it, did not know each other at all before we got into this. Like, yeah, we, we had talked like maybe two or maybe two or three times on the phone. Yeah, like, that, that, nowadays, least, we talk, we message each other probably a hundred yeah, like every single day. But I think people don't understand that, where it's like they think we're best friends. We've known each other a long time. I think we talked less than sixty minutes before episode one of this podcast. Yeah, no, it's just quite quite possible. That's why I was I was cracking up when someone uh, commented on a LinkedIn post there today. They're like, Matt must have wrote that for you because it's too too pro broker. I'm like, if I if Alex would listen to me on what to say on LinkedIn, I mean. I, it would, he wouldn't have his own personality or vice versa. Bro, so, if I, I, I don't agree with, we don't agree with each other's LinkedIn's all the time. So, 
You know, I mean, I think that's what gives it the, the interesting part of it because we don't agree with each other. We're, we're on opposite sides of the, the same coin. I mean, I think people need to really understand that I don't know where you live. I don't know much about you. Like what you tell us on the podcast is me learning with everyone who watches it. Like it's yeah. that level of, of kind of thing. But I mean, man, that's it. That's the end of the show. Um, I don't know. Let me know if you want to do something later in the week and uh, this kind of stuff. But if I don't see you or the viewers until then, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, guys. I think our next show, we're, uh, we got a, we got a couple guests lined up, but it's going to be probably after uh I'm going to start calling you the talent manager. You, you pretty much source every single guest on the show. Well, you, you sourced one. You had Kaz on the show. That was your source. Yeah. I mean, I think as long as I can keep the show running uh, technically, then I guess you can keep the guests rolling in. Uh, we're good there. Yeah, <laughs> you have some ideas. I mean, you've had some ideas. Did uh, did that one person ever answer you? Yeah, the idea nope, we were talking nope. about? Nope. Enjoy the turkey, Darren. Enjoy the turkey to everybody and i uh, will see you guys when we see you hopefully at the end of the week maybe early next week and, uh, we'll sounds good oh give us a follow if you haven't followed us on youtube or you haven't followed us on linkedin uh you know give us a follow and, yeah follow us on x because i'm actually gonna go and create an x i'm gonna be there are we're you gonna creating get into a personal x. and a company one or are you just gonna create our podcast one bro i'm gonna create what i have time for and what i have time to, like, all right, all right. <laughs> take it easy all right. bro all right peace